ever wish you had more time for Bible study, either for yourself or for when you prepare to teach? Do you wish you were able to understand the Greek and Hebrew words of the original manuscript? Would you like to know more about the archaeology of the Bible? And would you like to do all of this without an expensive and time-consuming seminary education? Hi, I'm Yvonne Pran with Bible 805, and I've got some great ways for you to accomplish all these goals in our lesson today entitled, Online Bible Study Tools, Easy-to-Use, In-Depth Results. Like many of you, I feel like I never have enough time to do all the study and preparation I would like for the Bible classes I teach. There's always one more resource, one more commentary, one more word study I wish I had time to look at. Though that frustration most likely will never totally go away in this earthly life, I found some tools that enable me to do a much greater depth of study in a shorter time than I was able to in the past. I'm going to share them with you in this brief audio overview of online tools that I use continuously as I do my preparation for Bible teaching. Now please go to www.bible805.com for links to short video previews of the tools plus a brief tutorial and demonstration on how to use each one. The podcast description will also have links to that. But I wanted to do this just to give you an idea of what's available. Please know that I'm not doing this to market or promote any of these items specifically. My ministry doesn't get affiliate payments or any kind of payments or anything like that from telling you about them. I've simply benefited greatly from using them and I've promised my Bible classes for years that I was going to demonstrate how to use them and finally, I'm fulfilling that promise. So let's get into the various programs that I use. The first one is the YouVersion Bible app. It's available at www.bible.com. Now this is the home of the YouVersion Bible app. It's a tool that you can download and put on your phone now. You can also use it on a desktop computer, but it's the one that I have downloaded on my phone and I use it to listen to the Bible. Throughout most of human history, listening was the primary way people took in content from the Bible. And even though we can read it today, listening to it can also add to another level of our understanding. The audio versions of the Bible are also a great tool for people who either don't like to or who are unable to read. Plus, we can listen in... The audio versions of the Bible are also a great tool for people who either don't like to or perhaps they're unable to read. Plus, we can listen anywhere, working out, driving, cooking, whatever. We can fill, we can, God's Word can fill our minds. You can listen to the King James Version if you want the majestic sound of it, or you can listen in the Living or Message Translation, and they have a number of others if you want a more contemporary version. You can also download the app to your phone and read the Bible itself on it. I find that's especially helpful when I'm waiting in line. Instead of getting irritated or frustrated, 
I read a few verses in the Bible, and I find that my perspective does shift. I can internally praise God and pray for the people around me, rather than intentionally ranting at why the store doesn't have more checkout lines open. <laughs> the next one's the Bible Gateway. It's, www, it's at www.biblegateway.com. Now this is my go-to site to copy and paste passages into lessons, uh, either into Word docs or PowerPoint or whether, uh, whatever I'm, I'm happening to use. You can also copy and paste verses directly into Canva if you're using that to create Bible images or social media. I love this because in the past I was just prone to making so many typos and of course we can't see our own typos we just skip right over them and this I feel like has saved me from embarrassing myself a lot. You also have your choice of translations to do this. The site excels in making it easy for you to compare Bible translations. For individual verses, you can enter a verse reference. It, sh it brings that up right away. And then below the verse, you can click on a little link to go to a listing of that verse in dozens of different translations. Boom, right there, just on one screen. It makes it super easy to read and compare them. Now, not only do you get a greater understanding of the verse by reading the various translations, but this gives you a good selection of versions to share with people that you're teaching. I often share several translations to help my students understand a, ver a verse better. The tool I just mentioned only works though with single verses. If you want to compare translations of entire passages, you can do that also in this software. You can choose up to five translations that will be compared side by side. This can be extremely helpful in understanding and studying a passage. Again, you can copy and paste what you want to refer to in your lesson into whatever tool you're using to put that together. The above tools are all free on this site. Now for a small fee, you can upgrade to their Plus version, which does away with the most distracting ads, and it gives you access to dozens of commentaries, study Bibles, dictionaries, and other tools. Now what is particularly helpful with an online tool like this, in addition to saving you hundreds of dollars and just buying the books and all that, is that the software automatically links you to related passages. For example, if you're studying a book in the Bible or a topic in the Bible, you click on resources and it will immediately link you to the information on that particular book and you can go directly to any of their resources. For example, if you're studying the book of Romans, you just click resources and then each one of these commentaries, Bible dictionaries, etc., it will pop up immediately to a link all only about the book of Romans. If you're on a particular passage, just about that passage. Very, very time-saving, very useful. Now, not only does this enable you to read a number of commentaries, which can be very useful, but you can also copy and paste from these resources into your notes and then perhaps into your final lesson. I found this very helpful when I want to share with one of my classes perhaps a quote from one of the experts or an extended definition, something like that. If I had to retype it, I probably wouldn't do it. But being able to just copy and paste is very, very helpful. The next tool is the Blue Letter Bible. 
www.blueletterbible.org. Now, this has been around a long time. Um, it is a fantastic resource, and it's my go-to site for looking up the Hebrew or Greek meaning of words in the Bible. It's super quick and easy to do that. However, it's not particularly intuitive on how to do that. That's why I created the video, and I do hope you go to the video. Just check it out. It'll only take you a few minutes. I have links to it again on the Bible 805 website that goes directly to the Bible 805 YouTube channel. It's a short video, but check that out. It is such an easy way to get into the original languages. In summary, this is how it works. So you enter a passage, it takes you to that, and you have the passage in, on different lines, and then the Strong's numbers pop up by each word in the passage. Now the Strong's number, if you're not familiar with that, it's a numbering system for every Greek and Hebrew word in the Bible. That, again, will appear beside each word. You click on that, and then it takes you to a pronunciation, to a, um, it, it has a little audio thing if you want to actually know how to say the word, and to the definition of it. Now, not only do you get a definition, an extended definition, but it has Vines and Thayer's lexicons, which provide invaluable additional information on the word and how the different ways that it can be used because sometimes just a straight definition just like in English or any other language that isn't enough. It also then, and this again is very helpful, shows you where and how the word is used elsewhere in the Bible. For example, one of the things I discovered in um, in using the Blue Letter Bible, and uh, this was just revolutionary for my understanding, when I was doing my series on the Trinity, I knew that many people were quite excited about the use of the word Elohim, which is the plural for God in Genesis 1.1. And many people would say, you see, the Old Testament knew from the very beginning by the use of this word that the Trinity was understood in the Old Testament. Now, I believe it is. And I thought that was great. I looked it up just to double check because I never believe anything that I just read in one place. I always want to go back to the original language and look it up. I looked it up to see if, yes, indeed, that is what Elohim was, that it was a plural word for God, and that we can rightly assume um, an understanding of the Trinity from it. Yes, that's great. But when I got to this section in the Blue Letter Bible that showed where else the word was used, I found that that plural word for God, Elohim, is used over 2,000 additional times in the Old Testament. The plural term for God is used consistently throughout the Old Testament. So when people make statements like, well, the people in the Old Testament didn't have any idea that of the Trinity, that's simply wrong. And so I could go on and on on that if you want to hear more about it. Uh, look at my lessons on the Trinity. But just that one 
um, example there, just getting into the word in more depth, really gave me additional insight into that particular topic. It really is the best resource I know of for in-depth study of biblical words and passages, and it's free. I'm sure there's some very expensive software things that are, are great and all that, but it's free. It's super easy, super accessible to be able to use. In addition, the listing of the of whatever passage you're looking at also links you to a selection of commentaries. Now that's far, far fewer than what's available on the Bible Gateway. But again, these are free. Some are very useful and for uh, doing a quick study, it's it's just a great place to do that. There are many other resources on the Blue Letter Bible site. There's articles, there's hymns, there's maps, there's just all kinds of things. But the word studies are the primary way I use it, but I highly, highly recommend this site. Now, a little bit of personal trivia. Many, many years ago, I've been doing, you know, Bible studies for an awfully long time. I had one of the first Blue Letter Bible CDs, and I thought it was just such a miracle and I remember being at a Bible conference and they gave them out and it was such a big deal because you could hyperlink verses on it and that's how it got its name the blue letter Bible because in the past all hyperlinks were blue but I have to admit I was scared of it I didn't know how to use it I thought it was yeah I just didn't know what to do with it and I never really figured out how to use it until it came online and since it has been I've used it for many years and it is a wonderful wonderful resource. The next one is Precept Austin. www.preceptaustin. This comes from the Precept Bible Study Group in Austin. Uh, primarily it's the work of one gentleman and it has a ton of commentaries, articles, sermons, an extensive collection of maps, illustrations, many, many solid Bible teachers, probably one of the largest collections of anywhere on the web. However, it is really difficult to find things because the site is not indexed or organized very well. The person putting it together just piled things on and piled things on and piled things on. And it's actually gotten a lot worse in the last few years as he's added more and more material and not improved the indexing at all. Why then do I recommend it? Well, because in spite of that, it's still a great site. If you have time to search and explore, you don't get through it quickly or easily. But well, actually, it's really easy to use. You just have to scroll through page after page after page. For example, he has headings like up in your, your URL bar, um, uh, Bible Commentaries, John. And that's it. He doesn't break it down into the individual pages, the authors, anything. You can scroll through literally dozens and dozens and dozens of pages on that, and it's all under the same heading. So it's really difficult to find things. But once you do, I tell people all the time, once you find something useful, copy and paste it right away because you may never find it again. But he does have wonderful resources. Uh, one of them, for example, is he links to Barclay's commentaries that you can use for free. And Barclay 
did wonderful word studies. I've used them uh, quite a bit. Uh, just in, He was a real Greek and Hebrew scholar and has fantastic uh, word studies. And on the video, I show you an example of this. Uh, great quotes by D.L. Moody that are hard to, I've never seen them elsewhere. And other lesser known commentaries that still, um, commentaries, uh, sermons, all sorts of resources that are not really well known but can be very, very useful. And the map collection is one of the best online. Once again, if you find something on it that you like, I highly recommend copy and paste it into your notes right away because you may not find it again. But it is really worth the time looking around on it. The last one that I'm talking about is Wikipedia. Now, that, of course, is www.wikipedia.org. And now, of course, you need to use discernment on this site. A uh, number of the things that they talk about the Bible, when you know, for example, when some of the books were written and a few different co comments on it are not just not correct. And it's a sort of um, liberal scholarship and that sort of thing. But what it's really useful for and, and just invaluable is for background history and archaeology. It will give you a great in-depth insight into biblical times. For example, I found absolutely invaluable information on the past in about Ur of the Chaldees, which was, of course, the birthplace of Abraham. Now, not only did it have incredible images of the site, of the archaeology, of all the tremendous artifacts they, they dug up from it, but it had really fun historical tidbits. For example, the main archaeologist was a man named Leonard Woolley. And he had a young assistant, and it shows you a picture of him, the two of them were standing there together holding up artifacts and, and different things like that, who just happened to meet T.E. Lawrence, who, by the way, of course, became the famous Lawrence of Arabia. But he started out in his career in the Middle East as an assistant to Woolley, the archaeologist. And also, the rather fascinating little story that Agatha Christie, who absolutely was fascinated by archaeology met her second husband, Max Malloran, on the uh, dig at Ur. So some of these things, of course, you know, it's not this great depth of Bible insight on things like that. But to me, it also, and at the same time, anchors our study of the Bible in true history, and that's important. But I also learned serious things in looking at his descriptions of Ur, the wealth of the city, and that it was a sophisticated, rich, urban environment, and not at all like the desert backwater, I'd imagine. Now, Wikipedia also shows the royal tombs of Ur, and how dozens of the leader at this particular, who happened to be buried in a particular tomb, how the servants and their animals were, many of them were led into, brought into the burial chamber, and they died where they stood with their king. Now, this really cruel religion that would require that, this realistic view of the world that Abraham was called out of adds greatly to understanding his story. And if that is the religion that he left, one 
one could assume of fear and subservience and if that's what their God and their leader required think of the significance of later on in the Bible where God calls Abraham his friend from a religion of fear to being a friend of God and you see that wouldn't have had as much meaning to me had I not really understood the background that I learned in Wikipedia now Wikipedia is also an excellent resource for copyright free artwork that you can use in your lessons your communications your personal study this is actually on the uh, wiki Wikipedia Commons sort of subsite of it and again on the video I show you how to get to that and how to use it really some great stuff the biblical images by James Tassat are available as copyright free public domain images and he has extraordinary image images uh, dozens and dozens of them from the Bible that he created also some of the older biblical masters the paintings um, just a lot of things older engravings things that you really can't find anywhere else that you can use to illustrate PowerPoint videos all kinds of things are available there and most of them are in the public domain so you can freely use them. In summary, Bible.com, the Bible Gateway, the Blue Letter Bible, Precept Austin, Wikipedia. I know there are many other online sites, but you can access all of them, all of the ones I just talked about, for free. And please do go to www.bible805.com for links to the videos for a visual overview of each of them and a little understanding of how to use them. There's so much more to these sites than simply serving as time savers and keeping people like me from making embarrassing typos when I try to copy a verse or a passage. They've enabled me, and I pray that they will do this for you, to more deeply and fully understand God's Word, and that in doing that, that you will get to know our God better. That's all for now. Please check out, again, the notes, the videos, the additional material that will illustrate this even more for you at www.bible805.com. But I hope that this short audio presentation whetted your appetite for getting to know these tools. Until next time, I'm Yvonne Pran, your fellow pilgrim, writer, and teacher for Jesus. And I'd like to close with this benediction. May you know the invitation of God to move from confusion to clarity, from wandering to rest, from loneliness to knowing you are loved, from turmoil to peace, from wherever you are on your spiritual journey to a growing knowledge of God's Word and in your personal relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.